May mercy and grace and peace be yours from God our Father and through his Son, his Son who must go to his cross. Since I'm asking a question for my sermon title this morning, I'm going to begin with three questions. First, did you hear the wind blow through or around or outside of San Antonio on Thursday night? Or did you see or watch reports of the higher winds and the tornadoes in North Texas? Second, when was the last time you moved? And was it your decision or did Uncle Sam tell you you were going to move? And what did you leave behind in your relocation? Third, do you think righteousness is a good word or are you even a little bit like Martin Luther, who knew that he could not be righteous before God? I ask you these questions because they stand behind today's scripture readings and they are behind this truth that Abram with no questions and Nicodemus with three questions are models for us on our Lenten journey. May the Holy Spirit give us expectant hearts and attentive ears this day as we ponder God's word under the theme, which is better, to be like Abraham or to be like Nicodemus? People God dearly loves. Genesis 11 introduces us to Abram. He's with his father, Terah, in the city called Ur on the Euphrates River. But they start wandering and end up in Haran, some 600 miles north and northeast of the land of Canaan. Then in Genesis 12, the Lord speaks directly to Abram. Go, move, leave. Go from your country and your family and your home. Go to the land I will show you. No folding map, the ones I used to pick up at gas stations back decades ago. No multi-page atlas, no GPS, no smartphone app. But promises go with Abram. Yahweh says, I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will use you to bring blessings to all the families of the earth. So Abram goes. He takes his wife Sarai. He takes his orphaned nephew Lot, although we sometimes wonder if he should have reconsidered and left him behind. They take all their possessions, all their servants, all their flocks and their herds. When they arrive, they first stop at Shechem, near the oak of Moreh. God speaks again, confirming his earlier promise. This land is yours, and it will belong to your descendants. So Abram builds an altar to worship God. But this was a temporary location. Soon Abram moves another 25 miles south. He pitches his tent between Bethel and Ai, and he builds 
a second altar and calls on the name of the Lord. But he's not done. Abram travels a little farther south into the Negev. There he makes his home for a while. John 3 introduces us to Nicodemus. He's a Pharisee, meaning he's a pious, observant Jew. He's also a ruler of the Jews. He's a member of the council, the Sanhedrin, the Jewish Supreme Court. And Nicodemus is curious, but Nicodemus is cautious. He doesn't speak to Jesus during the day out in the open in public. He approaches him when it's dark. And yes, I know that a number of you have already heard me say this, but John 3 is the first episode of Nick at Night. Curious Nicodemus asks his first question. It's not punctuated as such in most English translations, but what he says is this, Rabbi, Rabbi, great one, you tell some wonderful parables and you do some amazing signs. So can you tell me, are you sent by God? Because you couldn't do these miracles unless God is with you. Jesus doesn't say, thanks, Nick. That's a great affirmation. Instead, Jesus answers with a non-answer. Jesus begins his reply by saying, Amen, Amen, truly, truly, I say to you. Now this is the second time that Jesus speaks these four words, this formula in John's Gospel. He will speak this double Amen 23 more times, twice more in this conversation. Here's what Jesus says to Nicodemus. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now Nicodemus is not just curious, he's confused. So he asks two more questions. How can a man be born when he is grown? Can he possibly, the Greek constructions means the answer must be no, how can he crawl back into his mother's womb and be delivered like a newborn baby? And Jesus says again, Amen, Amen, Lego Himin, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a person is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter God's kingdom. Human flesh gives birth only to flesh. But the Holy Spirit creates spiritual birth. To which Nicodemus can only reply with one more question. How can this be? Let's make this connection right now. But with an important clarification. When Jesus says born again or born anew, that phrase can also mean born from above. Jesus is teaching Nicodemus and us this important truth. You have to be born from above to be part of God's kingdom. You and I don't make it happen. Just as we didn't choose to be born physically, 
You didn't choose your father and your mother. You didn't plan for them to conceive you. Being born again, born anew, born from above, happens by water and by the Holy Spirit. It happens through baptism. We are baptized. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13. We are baptized by one and the same Spirit into one and the same body. We are made members of the body of Christ, the kingdom of God, by His work, not by ours. Nicodemus needed to know this. So do you, and so do I. It's time to bring Nicodemus and Abraham together. As I began my sermon, I told you, Abram with no questions and Nicodemus with his three questions are both models for us on our Lenten journey. It starts with this truth. God is always the subject in the sentence. God is the actor. God is the doer. He spoke to Abraham. He appeared to Abraham. He guided Abraham. He blessed Abraham. And when Nicodemus questions Jesus at night, Jesus speaks as the divine Son sent by God. He is a teacher come from God, for he is God with us. Jesus says, the kingdom of God is a gift. You don't work your way into it. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to shrink yourself to fit back inside your mother's uterus. And what Jesus says to Nicodemus, he also says to us. You can and must be born from above. You can and must be born into God's family. You can and must receive baptism For there the Holy Spirit, that wind that works in ways that we can't see, breathes faith into your heart. But there are two more important truths, two more critical connections in the scriptures before us this morning. Jesus isn't done teaching Nicodemus. So our Lord reminds this curious questioner an event of an event that happened back in the wilderness. What did God direct Moses to do when the disobedient Israelites were being bitten by fiery snakes? He commanded Moses to promptly construct a serpent out of bronze and to lift it high upon the stricken crowd. Whoever looked up at that serpent lived. And Jesus continues, So must the Son of Man be lifted up, and whoever believes in Him will have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, His holy and sinless Son, and whoever believes in Him, in Jesus, who will and must be lifted up by crucifixion, Whoever believes that man, that woman, that youth, that child will not perish but have eternal life.
Today's epistle connects Jesus' words to Nicodemus and Yahweh's words to Abraham. Romans 4 is the connection between being born from above and being declared righteous. Abraham believed God's word. He believed that God would bless him. He believed that the blessing to all the families of the earth would be through his greatest descendant, his son, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Savior, who is met 2,000 years later in the dark of the night by a man who also wants to believe in God's word and to receive God's great blessing of salvation. This is what Jesus did. He journeyed to a strange land, into a world broken by sin, lost, and dying. He shared our existence so that he could take our place on the cross, lifted up for the healing of our guilt and for the giving of his own righteousness. And in Christ Jesus, by the work of the Holy Spirit, the holy wind, the holy breath, we are led to a new country, to the final promised land. We are embraced as part of a new family. Here they are, sitting next to you and around you. We are given a new home in the church, a home that we have shared with Rexanne and William and James and Danny, and which will be our home and theirs for all of eternity. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.